Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, everybody, notebooks away and pens out. It is time for a pop quiz. Nah, I'm just kidding. But it is always good to do a review session because we do cover a lot on this podcast, from the role of the DOJ to summer cocktails to the origins of holidays to the backgrounds of well-known public figures. And those aren't even all the topics we have covered. So it's always good to do a refresher. With that, let's get into this Getting Schooled review session. What is Dry January? When was the concept of Dry January created? And how do you navigate being social while abstaining from alcohol? We'll answer all of these questions and more on this edition of Getting Schooled. I'm Abby Hornacek. Everyone, it is 2023 and officially time for New Year's resolutions. Now, resolutions are goals, a promise to evolve in the upcoming year, and one that is very popular, especially this year, is Dry January. 31 days of abstaining from alcohol as a cleanse to start the new year, especially after the holiday season. So, what is the purpose of Dry January? How can you set boundaries for yourself throughout the month? And how can you monitor differences in your health following the cleanse? Well, here to talk me through all of this is fitness and spiritual coach, Adam Jablin. And Adam joins me now. Adam, cheers or not cheers since we're talking about dry January. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me on and happy holidays across the board. Yeah, happy holidays to you too. Um, this, speaking of holidays, this is something a lot of people do right after the holidays. We're kicking off the new year. Dry January is in full effect. I have tried to do dry January and I feel like a week or so in, I'm like, Ew, that, that beer sounds real nice. So let's just start with what is dry January? So dry January, like sober October, it, it's a movement where, believe it or not, it actually started uh, overseas where people were doing it as a challenge and they would put a dollar in if they lost and that money went to a charity for a um, a child that was injured, right? And, it, mm. and then it caught, it caught on. People like uh, Joe Rogan and other influencers started going dry, either sober October, dry January, and what they were noticing were the benefits in the mind body spirit connection so it became a challenge especially after the bermuda triangle of thanksgiving (laughs) christmas and new year's and it's just it's a great time to monitor and look at your own relationship with alcohol or other substances 
Absolutely. I, I think it's so wonderful that this has become a movement, especially in the last couple of years or maybe the last year or more specifically. It seems like the cool thing to do now is to order a mocktail and not drink. So it, obviously people feel better when they don't drink. Um, you mentioned how it affects your mind. I know that when I have a few cocktails the next day, I am so foggy. So I don't even drink before I have to do anything on air because I'm like, nobody wants to see that. So what does it do to your brain? Well, it's interesting, right? It, the, let's just go with the basics. Alcohol is a depressant, okay? It is going to slow down the serotonin, slow down the dopamine, make everything slower. Now, if you're somebody wired like me, I'm an alcoholic and an addict 16 years in recovery. And the reason I wanted to say that was it. my brain is different than yours. When I drink alcohol, and it goes through my kidneys, my pancreas, my liver. My liver breaks it down into acetones and send those, signal, those, those signals up to my brain. It actually tells me, this is good. I'm in control. We need more. Mm. And with you, you may have a couple of drinks and it does the same thing. Kidneys, pancreas, you know, liver sends the acetones up and you go, ooh, I feel a little loose. I feel a little good. I, I probably shouldn't drive tonight. That's like really looking at it from an extreme point of view. But no matter what, it's a depressant that will lower serotonin. It's a depressant that will lower um, dopamine. And, you know, it should be used in moderation. Absolutely. I mean, that 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 is like the key to everything is everything in moderation. That's what I truly believe. But, you know, some people, like you mentioned, are wired differently and you can't necessarily switch that off. Um, you say that it's a depressant that lowers serotonin and dopamine. You know, we hear this if you follow any sort of health and wellness Instagram or, you know, blog or anything, you hear these words serotonin and dopamine, but how much is it lowering? And, and what are we operating at in the normal circumstance and what happens after we drink? So, you know, look, what I, what I would do when it, when it comes to questions like that, right. I would actually want to lead you to leading, leading doctors and scientists because there, there is a science behind it that I don't ever want to be a claim to be an expert in. I like doing things really the Rocky Balboa way, meaning <laughs> you know, what you see is what you get. And, and, and that's why dry January, it's for you, right? I want you to see how you feel, for you to see the effect. You know, what we're all dealing with is our own body and our own body chemistry. So let's use something that's completely neutral. A bench press will affect my chest different than it will affect your chest and obviously different than it will affect Arnold Schwarzenegger's chest. There are people that can have a few drinks and it really won't affect their serotonin and dopamine the way it would you and I. There are other people that can, that'll drink and you really, really feel it. As a matter of fact, you may start feeling uh, terrible hangovers and, and the detoxes and, and you know, the, the tannins from the wine or the alcohol breaking down into sugars. So I don't like to go into the percentages. What I like to do with people is go by their own experience and feel. 
What was the second part of your question? I apologize. No, you answered it. I mean, it's it was more just a conversation of, you know, we hear these words all the time, but um, I, I think it's easy to be like, oh, well, it decreases, but that'll, it'll all come back, you know. But sometimes it's it takes a few days and, and the next day is when you really feel it. And so I guess the second part of that question would be, can you talk to me more about the depressant part of alcohol and how it can affect some people for multiple days afterwards? Absolutely. Look, um, I'm going to use a lot of I statements, but we also speak in generalities. It's a different day and age. Okay. And, and I actually do think the word depressed and depressant can be thrown around a little too much. Like sometimes people are just sad and sometimes people are just slow. Right. And sometimes people are just tired. You know, I've been, you know, and, and nowadays, you know, you could say the word depressed and it's like, really, you're depressed. Like depressed used to be a real serious thing. Yeah. You know, like a real serious thing. Um, and, and now it's become a way of kind of saying that you're down a little, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 you know, I've had three days and I haven't been, I haven't been on my game. I'm depressed. I don't know if that's really accurate, but let, here, let's do this. When you wake up, and you're slower and your brain's not firing on all cylinders and your body's still breaking down the alcohol and you know the toxins and the sugars and you have somewhat of brain fog but not only that you you're the way you're going to see it is you don't want to really be asked any questions the phone rings and rather than you your usual excitement from your best friend or dare I even say a family member, it, it seems like a chore. Mm. Um, have the, the job you've always wanted, the dream job, and there's no gratitude because you're just, honestly, you're just tired. You're just exhausted. But these are not your primary feelings, and this is extremely important to talk about. These are your secondary feelings, meaning they are the effect produced by alcohol, and that when you don't drink you're actually usually more of a positive person you're usually more sharp and you're usually more grateful that's a way to really look at the effect that it's having on your body and that's why we call it a depressant you know you're gonna you're gonna feel good in the moment because it's also depressing while you're drinking it's depressing any anxiety worry fear that you may have you're going to turn into superwoman or superman (laughs) so But what goes up must come down. And that's why I say I like to talk more on a Rocky Balboa, you know, type feeling. Like I want people to understand what's going on rather than the actual science, because you need a degree to understand every molecule you're putting in your body. And it get overwhelming, man. Your body is not my body. My body is not your, you know, and and we can keep going down. That's why keto works for some people. Paleo works for some people. Vegan works for some people. Vegetarian works for some people. And by the way, it's the same thing with alcohol. So dry January is simply a way for you to monitor your relationship with it. Not your mother's, not your father's, not your wife's, not your husband's, yours. Right. No, I think that's a great point. It it is something that you do for yourself. And by the way, you say when people drink, you become Superman, Superwoman. I become just an absolute amazing singer on karaoke. And (laughs) I look back at videos and I'm like, ooh, that wasn't the best decision. All right, we've got to step aside for a quick recess, but we'll be back right after this. 
the Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. It is interesting because you talk about these depressants and how you feel the next day. And you would think that those feelings alone would teach us a lesson and be like, you know what, maybe I don't need to go for one more cocktail. But, you know, our brain is a funny thing in that way. I I am curious, too. um, You know, I kind of equate this to dieting because it is a diet. It's a diet from alcohol. And sometimes when people try to diet it has the reverse effect where they hype it up so much that it becomes so much more difficult and then they end up overeating. So what would you tell people who are going to do dry January and they're hyping it up in their head, maybe let's say December 29th and they're like, all right, I only got two more days to really hit the alcohol hard before dry January. How would they kind of just get past that feeling and have more confidence going into that month? See, I like to look at it like this. You ready? That's that's a great way of already starting to analyze your relationship with alcohol. I think that's what this is all about, right? I don't want the audience that's listening to you and I to turn into an alcoholic and an addict like myself and not be able to have a glass of wine at a Christmas party, a glass of champagne at their child's marriage, you know, at their wedding. I, I I want them to be able to enjoy life. If they go to Italy, if they go to France, if they go to California and the wine country, I want them to be able to participate in these things. Dry January is a great way of looking at your relationship. What are your cravings like? Is this a habit? Is this an unhealthy dependency? Or are you like me and maybe you should start taking a look at, you know, a 12-step program or even possibly going to treatment because you can't stop. Mm. That's what I would love to, right? Because that extreme thing, that can happen in any situation. Right. No, I don't want someone to be like, okay, it's December, you know, 31st, I'm going to go in a banger and start January 1st and then be like, oh, am I an alcoholic? Maybe not. Maybe most people would say, well, if I'm going to go dry for 30, you know, for the next month, I'm going to, you know, go out on top. You know, I I, I think that's actually a very human thing to do. Right. Um, but but it, this is such a healthy month to take, you know, it's, it's even that day. It's a healthy way to take a look at your brain, your body chemistry, how you're reacting. And I'm telling you, no doctor can tell you this. You know, no doctor can tell you what your cravings are. No doctor can tell you what your obsessions are. Mm-hmm. No doctor can tell you, you know, do you, are you thinking about a drink every day at 5 p.m.? Also, no doctor can tell you if, hey, I put it down for two, three days and I feel great and I'm not even missing it. You know, you do, we don't always need to look at the medical community or a psychiatrist or a therapist to realize that we have more control than we think. That is, I love that. I absolutely love that because it is so true. I mean, if I I, I always go back to the phrase that if you want something to change and it's not changing, then you have to change. And if there is an unhealthy 
habit that you have, like drinking too much. Um, you know, you know, a therapist can tell you, hey, this might be why you're drinking. This, you know, this is bad for you. But it's only going to change if you make the change. So you can save yourself a lot of money if you just kind of go. At, and some people need that supplemental help, which is which is a wonderful thing too. But um, you know, it, it is true. You you can do it on your own. And uh, dry January is kind of a way to see if that's something you can do alone before you seek additional help. Um, Absolutely. I like the way you word it. It's before you seek additional help. Like, look, yes. I'm a big I went to rehab. I had a therapist. I had, you know, all of that stuff. And I, I couldn't be more grateful for it. But, you know, one of the reasons you and I are even having this wonderful conversation is for people to have a heads up so they don't have to go that route. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I am curious from your perspective because you have gone through this and congratulations, by the way, that is such a, a huge fee and you are an inspiration for so many people. Um, what can you offer to someone who will be participating in dry January, but kind of want to extend that feeling maybe throughout the rest of the months because yeah it's like you you get over that hump and draw in january but then there's you know 11 months left you know i'm a big believer in building a compelling future and building on it right so if you feel great and and you're really enjoying you're enjoying not drinking you can call that dry you can call that sober whatever it is start adding things to your life because that that's what this is all about. So put a little more adventure in, plan some trips, start a journaling practice, maybe take a look at meditation. I love meditation, yes. you know, not as taboo as it used to be back 20 years ago. Um, you know, start doing one random act of kindness a day. Look at what you could do for your body. Hydrate, uh, do some resistance training, do some cardiovascular training. Because what, what we're all looking for is to have this life that in our mind, in our mind's eye, is our dream. And it is capable, but we are all capable of doing it, but it's a building process. And it's realizing that there's highs and lows. And and so, and, and a lot of us use alcohol when there's, when there's, you know, we just need a break. Believe it or not, we don't, don't usually always use it in the high times. And we don't always use it in the low times. A lot of people just use it on the weekends because they want a freaking break. So if they start realizing, hey, wait a second, life's not that bad. This is pretty great. And they want to build, I would say, you know, start start doing things you never thought you could do. Look at a 5K, look at a half marathon, uh, look at a trip for you and your significant other to go explore something. And in today's age, the way you could book a ticket in an Airbnb and get these magnificent deals and, right. and really stretch yourself out and 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 meet, do a new culture like that's what i want for everyone to finally freaking live a hundred percent and you know what those things that you mentioned you know adventures meditation random acts of kindness in a day those are all things that boost your serotonin so when you drink you might think you're being all happy and you feel different because the things are being you know maybe your feelings of anxiety are being suppressed a little bit but then all that comes rushing back the next day these are things that are going to give you serotonin that will last for a long time um, because those are not empty things those are very meaningful things that are fulfilling to your own life look it, it's what i love what you said right there's the old um chinese proverb chop wood carry water mm -hmm. right 
And, and but the, what people don't realize at the end of that proverb was like, there's a lot of reward, you know? Yes. So, so a little delayed gratification, putting in the little work to, to get a lot of reward. I mean, this is, this is, we live in a world of duality, up, down, left, right, night, day, and you and I can go on and on and on. And, and dry January is a great way to just kind of like really spark the fire. Spark the fire. I like that. By the way, Chop Wood Carry Water, my mom had got me that book. It's by Joshua Metcalf. He's, uh, I think that's his name, Met, Met, Metcalf. Yeah. Um, and it's a wonderful book, obviously based on the Chinese proverb. But uh, if you haven't read it, you absolutely should because it is it is a great one. We'll be right back after this. What do you think is the best health benefit to dry January? Oh, wow. I'm putting you on the spot. No, you know, because it's so, look, it's so good when your body doesn't have the toxins and the sugar to break down. It's so good to have the mental clarity. Um, it's so good to feel connected to other people. Uh, it's so good to be able to create the momentum. But from somebody like me, so this is coming from me. And, and I think there's each person will have their own opinion. I, and I may be doubling down on something I've, I've repeated is I'd like people to see their own relationship with alcohol because, you know, listen, there's a lot of people like me, right? And, and a lot of people like me are, are these, you know, they, they know these big names and these big celebrities that have gotten clean and sober and are kicking ass and thriving. But the truth is most people die from alcoholism addiction. That's the truth. So I think the best thing is to look at your relationship with it because even even if you're not fully an alcoholic and an addict, you could be shaving serious years off your life and DUIs and money with attorneys and arguments with your spouse or you're embarrassing your children. It, 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 it's just to look at your relationship. The, the mind-body-spirit connection, that's fantastic. And that, that'll give you the momentum to build a, a really beautiful, compelling future. But I just don't want people to end up like me because you, know, you, you can see Robert Downey Jr. You can see Eminem and you can see these names and go, well, I'll just go to rehab. Well, the truth is most people die. That's the truth. You know, so be aware of your relationship with these substances because it, it's it's a heavy road getting clean and sober. If everybody could do it, everybody would. Right. I don't want to get too personal here, and you don't have to answer this question if if you don't want to. But just so you know, don't have to give specifics. But what was your motivating factor in your journey? Because I could imagine that was probably a tumultuous journey, given the fact that alcohol is very addicting. It is a drug. So, what was getting you through it? So in the beginning, I didn't even think I was worth it. I, I want my my daughter to be able to have a sober father that would that would actually be there and be present. Um, it was all about my daughter. But what I didn't realize was the gift of sobriety and how much how much I was not living yet. And eventually what I did for my daughter turned out to be for me because I all the things I ever want to do and ever want to accomplish were on the other side of alcoholism. I just didn't know that. 
it had become such a part of my daily routine and such a part of my life mm-hmm. that I can't imagine watching the football game without a few beers. I couldn't imagine going out to business dinners. I, I just, I couldn't imagine seeing old college friends at reunions or, or I just couldn't imagine it, you know, but everything I ever wanted was on the other side. So in the beginning it was, I didn't think I was worth it to be honest. I thought it was, it was all for my baby girl. And then it ended up to be about a much higher purpose. And now it's about giving back. Now it's about helping the, the next person that's suffering, that's sick, that's hurting, and, and showing them the way out. And uh, so through this whole process, I found my purpose. That's beautiful. And the reason why I asked that, by the way, I, I think it's great that you said the gift of sobriety. The reason I asked was if there are if there's anyone listening to this podcast where they can maybe relate to some of the things that you said and see that you are a success story and going to rehab and getting clean. I think that is something it's a gift that you're giving the listeners, too. So I hope I didn't get too personal there. I just wanted people to be able to relate if they're struggling as well. And I think you uh, answered that so, so perfectly. And the gift of sobriety. Variety. I just want to reiterate that because it, it is a gift because some of us look at it as like a, a chore. I don't I don't want to have to say no to that drink or uh, things like that. So I think that's a, a good way. It's, it's kind of change shifting your thoughts about something and changing the way you think about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I, this, you can never get too personal with me. You know, I have a book that went number one that's out there. It's a memoir. Like I'll, I'll share with I'll share with you anything at any time to help another person. And it is a gift. That's, that's the key. And, and like you said, there's always two sides to, to every coin. And you could, you could definitely, I mean, I could look at the side of it of, um, you know, Oh, I can't have tequila anymore. And I can't have an ice cold beer. I could do that all day, but trust me, that's going to end me up back in a bottle. Mm. But when you see all the gifts you get on the other side, Oh my God. It's just delicious. It's delicious. Right. Right. Um, I'm curious just to kind of get back to dry January for a second. Um, as we wrap things up here, how do people hold themselves accountable for the entire month of January? Maybe it is someone who just wants to be healthy and do these things, but maybe they're out to dinner and their friends are all, all ordering drinks and people are like, come on, just have one. You know, what do they say and what, how do you motivate yourself? Well, I think there's a few things we could do, right? You can get an accountability buddy, somebody that you can check in with. Um, in the 12-step community, they have a sponsor. In, in other realms of life, you have a coach, um, the, you know, player to a coach. Even the president has a council. The pope has a clergy. So having an outside source to be um, accountable to is, is wonderful. Mm. It's a great way to develop your relationship with yourself um, if, if – you feel like that's your thing. And it's also a great way to start developing some muscles that you may have not worked on in a while because a lot of us want to be comfortable in society. You know, it is okay to tell people, no, I'm not doing this or I'm happy and I'm content. You know, it, it, it's a good way to work. All this is, is, is you know, intrinsic muscles. You know, it's, it's the inside. You know, really, what is the big deal in telling people, no, I'm not drinking, but we're also conditioned to to make each other feel comfortable. And that it's an interesting thing to look at. Um, so and and look, you know, it is 2023. So we would be 
why we didn't say there are apps you can use that will keep count for you. They're, you know, they're dry apps, sober apps, and you have all these tools uh, in your tool belt. So figure out your personality and use it. Maybe it's a relationship with yourself. Maybe it's some, you know, you'd like to have an outside reference to your life, a coach, a mentor, something like that in which you're checking in with them every day, or maybe it's simply an app. That is so fascinating that you brought up the point about, you know, it's it's not always about I'm not going to have a drink. It's about strengthening muscles that we might need to strengthen that we could use in other aspects of our life, like saying no. That's I, that's a, a great thing to point out. I, I, I'm glad that you said that. Do you have any? Yeah. Do you have any mocktail recipes that are your go-to or um, do you stick with water, maybe Diet Coke with lime? What's, what's your go-to or what can people drink? Guys, you're, this is where you're going to be like, man, we're never calling this out. <laughs> I'm, I'm an iced tea with lemon, water with lemon, you know, black coffee kind of nut job. You know, I like it pure, simple. But there's, look, it is a huge industry now, right? Yeah. I have three companies that would like me to um, to endorse them, or they want to sponsor me, whatever. And you know, just it, but I, I have to, I have to stick with my, you know, who I really am. And and it would be, it would be endorsing to a certain community being near a cocktail. But there, if you want a mocktail, you know, do me a favor, look it up because it is, it's a phenomenon now. It's a booming business, and um, and there's. And it, again, if you're not an alcohol addict, I highly, 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 highly suggest it. If you're in recovery like me, I'm, listen, I'm, I just say please be weary of it because, you know, if you go to the barber shop enough times, you're going to get a haircut. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just how it is. And if you order that, you know, that one drink that tastes like your favorite cocktail over and over and over eventually your brain it's not you it's not your willpower it's not that you're weak it's just that your brain is going to override and tell you well why don't we just put a little in Mm. and before you know it you're back to the races that's something i didn't think about before because you're right, it is a phenomenon, and there are there are non-alcoholic spirits. There's non-alcoholic beer. There are so many ways to get the taste of alcohol. But to your point, at some point you might be like, "All right, well, maybe I need a." Little, it's kind of like a gateway. <laughs> maybe I need something a little stronger. So that that is a good warning to tell people. And then if but if you're not an alcoholic, it could be a good alternative. I mean, there's again, everybody is wired differently. Everybody's wired differently. And I really, you know, it's, it's, this is such a healthy conversation because I, you want to be able to, to reach every specific person. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting how you can have one person and a mocktail is going to really, really help them to have the best dry January. And then you can have another person and a mocktail is going to send them right back to their, you know, their drink of choice. Right. So what you and I are really trying to do is, is, put a plethora of information out there to be like, it's really, you know, uh, know thyself. It really is. All right. Uh, last question I have for you, Adam, before I let you go, I know you gave so many nuggets of knowledge during this podcast, but I want to know your biggest piece of advice for someone entering dry January. My biggest piece of advice would be go in with some enthusiasm, 
Look at all the things you can do rather than the one thing that you can't do and enjoy the moment because it's it's all about these little moments. Mm. That's what it's about. You know, people take are taken away from us left and right. We never know when our last breath is. So, you know, truly take in the moment, enjoy the moment. Look at what you can do rather than the one thing you can't do because it's your choice. Nobody's putting a gun to your head and saying you have to do dry January. Mm-hmm. You may as well enjoy it. Amen. Eloquently put, and it sounds like you've benefited so much. You are such a joy to talk to. You have such infectious energy. So I appreciate you coming on, getting schooled, and um, thank you for your time. Hope to have you on again, Adam. Thank you. We'd love to be on anytime. I appreciate being on. missed anything from class these are my office hours and here are some top takeaways about dry january number one dry january isn't just for people who suffer from alcoholism it can really help anyone adam says it's about seeing your own relationship with alcohol and even if you're not an addict you can be shaving time off your life by drinking excess amounts so a way to do that is start adding things into your life like adventures, meditation, maybe one random act of kindness a day, and those things can bring you joy. Number two, dry January isn't just about drinking. It can be about exercising muscles that you need to strengthen, those intrinsic muscles, like telling people no, for instance. I don't wanna drink today. So there are a lot of benefits to practicing dry January. And number three, Adam emphasizes that sobriety is a gift and an opportunity to start over. So don't get discouraged. It could take some time. You might have a partner who keeps you accountable, but at the end of the day, you also have to be the one who makes that decision. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast on Dry January. For more podcasts, you can go to foxnewspodcast.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this one on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen and leave us a review. This has been Getting Schooled with Abby Hornacek on the Fox News Podcast Network. Class dismissed. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.